This Breakfast with Ben's podcast on the Fans First Network brought to you by Gerger Construction. It's not too soon to start planning your dream deck. They build decks year-round, and they're booking into spring and summer 2024. Gerger Construction is a small burg business specializing in decks, pergolas, railings, and fencing. Fully insured, licensed, and now offering financing options. Go to GergerConstruction.com to get your free project estimate or to schedule your deck safety inspection today. Tim Benz and Joe Rudder here at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex on the south side. It is our weekly podcast following Mike Tomlin's press conference. Glad that you're with us again this week as the Steelers get ready to take on the Houston Texans after a win against the Vegas Raiders on Sunday night. Joe, it only took 17 years for Mike Tomlin to admit that he says a bunch of crap to us that he doesn't mean. (laughs) Yeah, uh, and he did that in reference to the word mojo being used, uh, saying that he was tired of hearing about it, but he's the one who actually used the word in the first place. So, yeah, That was my favorite part about it is that he, when he was asked a follow-up to the opening comment that he made last week in advance of the Vegas game, when he said that they need to get their mojo back on offense, his response to tamp down the quote because it took on a life of its own, his response to that was to say he only said mojo so we could move on from repetitive questions. I looked it up. It was the 10th sentence of the press conference. It was essentially, good afternoon, we've lost our mojo on offense. It was like literally the first two minutes of the press conference. No one had asked a question yet. Yeah, and, um, you know, I guess he was tired. That was his way of, uh, you know, attacking the issue of how bad his offense was through the first two weeks. And he, he used the word mojo and then now gets to... You know, take credit for giving the media some good laughs and giving them something to run with. Um, and, you know, the funny thing is Najee Harris even kind of alluded to that after the game that said just pretty much that Tomlin makes stuff up at times, to, uh, you know. And he it was used as a way actually to challenge the running game and Najee Harris by using the word mojo to, uh, you know, to show that the running game needed to get going. And that, at least that's how Najee Harris interpreted it. Well, I want to interpret something that Najee Harris said then because Mike Tomlin was talking about in his opening comments this week about how getting better leads to expanding the playbook. Najee Harris said that in his post-game comments following the Vegas win that they shrunk the playbook when it came to the running game specifically. So there's some push-pull there too, isn't there? Yeah, and I guess maybe by doing so, by you know maybe scaling it back some getting better now they can actually open it back up some more. And as Mike Tomlin explained, you know, just because you know, they scaled back some things in the running game, but maybe they didn't scale other things back. Maybe they've, you know, expanded on, you know, maybe maybe each play that they scaled back has different offshoots of it that maybe they can expand on now. Uh, but but whatever, whatever the terminology is, the running game was improved, uh, you know, modestly. Nothing, nothing earth shattering. Still not. Is, that, that says a lot about the bar, doesn't it? Yeah. They average 3.4 yards per rush. And we're talking about how improved the run game is. Yeah, and they, you know, I mean, they actually matched their output from the first two weeks, surpassed it actually. But still, you know, you look at the second half of last year, they averaged 146 yards a game. They got 105 against the Raiders. Um, you know, and some of that, you know, a couple of those was Kenny Pickett helping out, you know, by, you know, you know, making some runs downfield. Had a longer one called back. Um, so, yeah, the, the, you know, he's factoring into that as well. It's not just, you know, not the Najee Harris, Jalen Warren combination, but it was better. And you know, we have to acknowledge that. And it's something they could maybe build on as, you know, as they go into Houston. What about going into Houston? This is a team that a lot of people figured would be a four or five win team, you know, drafting the top 10 again. 
uh, maybe be the worst team in what was projected to be the worst division in football in the AFC South. I don't think they've been that this year. I mean, they got a win against Jacksonville, who a lot of people thought would win the South. C.J. Stroud has looked every bit worthy of being a top 10 drafted quarterback. You know, he's thrown 121 passes already without an interception. So as I asked Tomlin about, it doesn't look like they're insulating him too terribly much. You know, he's averaging like 40 attempts per game and he's not thrown a pick yet. Yeah, I mean, he's played well, and, and that should get the Steelers' attention. And the fact they won in Jacksonville should get their attention, that this isn't just, you know, as, as we've seen many times, there's one game a year, Tom, when, you know, Tomlin takes the Steelers somewhere on the road, playing an inferior team, and they lose. Um, now, that still may be the case this week, but at least the— Not know, last year. He just lost to those teams at home last well, year. Yeah, yeah. Like the Patriots and the Jets with Zach Wilson. Exactly. Um, you know, but, you know, so— this year, at least they have the attention of knowing, hey, this team just beat Jacksonville on the road. So, you know, we have to pay better, you know, pay more attention to them. Can't take anything for granted. So they won't have that excuse, you know, to overlooking an opponent. But, um, yeah, I mean, Houston's played well. You know, they've gotten Kendrick Green on the field there playing for him some. You know, Tomlin didn't want to talk about that too much, saying he hadn't watched him personally. But, uh, you know, he's helped in whatever way fill fill a spot there because of injuries on the Houston offensive line um but yeah this 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 should be a a, a good test for the Steelers although it should be a game they you know they they can win as you watch Josh Dobbs and James Conner in Arizona <laughs> yeah you know and, and uh you know if not well then we'll get to play him this year anyhow but. Mike Hilton just played a part in an interception on Monday Night Football <laughs> Kellen Witherspoon had an interception on Monday Night Football he's like Steelers are popping up everywhere Joe <laughs> yeah and, and you could use an, a, maybe an Akello Witherspoon you know to help out in that secondary there you know yeah, I don't know about that well I know yeah but uh you know the way he played against the Eagles last year not really but uh yeah they give up a lot of passing yards even though they came up with the interceptions made some splash plays and guys did after the game talk about, especially in the secondary, in um, and, and linebacker, the communication was much better in this game than it had been in the previous first two games. And, you know, that's a, you know, assimilating a lot of new faces onto that defense. So maybe that, you know, was due to have a rough start coming out of it. But they acknowledge, you know, players at those levels of football, you know, at linebacker in the secondary, acknowledge that the communication was much better against the Raiders. Joe Ryder, Tim Benz with you here at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex in the South Side. So about that mojo, uh, what needs to get better for them to find it entirely? You know, still improved running game. You know, you still got to get going. It took Najee Harris a while till we finally broke a, a longer run. You know, it was in the second half. Um, you know, I think they still got to keep Jalen Warren, you know, mixing him as much as possible to provide a jolt to that offense. I, I like to see Allen Robinson get involved more, especially with Deontay Johnson out. They've really been, you know, going to pick it or Pickens a lot, which is understandable. But I'd like to see them get Allen Robinson involved. You know, veteran receiver like that, you know, should be able, you know knows defenses how to how to play them. And I, I think that you know, yeah, they, Calvin Austin has, has done good too. But I think that's where they one reason they need one area they need to get better in is using that slot receiver to their advantage. What about the conversation quick as it was regarding the grounding of the airplane in kansas city <laughs> yeah i mean you know you, understandably mike tomlin was going to try to move past that as much as possible um you know and, and, and really they had already oh set i bet there's a national interview coming up sometime later this week where it'll give some pithy sound bites and pithy stories about all six hours and how they were spent. I'm sure that's one he's just saving in his back pocket for the national folks. <laughs> well, you know, it could be. You know, but for us, he, he tried to play it down. But the thing is, they the had bye already- week, he'll be on Rich Eisen's show <laughs> or on Good Morning Football going chapter and verse.
nervous about everything that uh, happened. Well, yeah, if they've won four or five in a row by then, I could see that. But, um, yeah, they had already set the schedule before they even left Las Vegas. So we already knew, you know, what their practice situation was going to be. They're going to have the later practice on Wednesday. They're going to use Wednesday morning to watch tape, then move on to Houston, just like they did last week. So that really, nothing really has changed. They've, they're keeping that schedule that they had already set there. They treated it as a short week, knowing that Monday was going to be a disruption because you're flying back from the West Coast, essentially. So really nothing in that area changed. Just they were inconvenienced for a while and didn't get back to Pittsburgh until one thirty. Um, in the afternoon as opposed to the wee hours of the morning. So, yeah, they lost some sleep. But really, the players weren't going to be doing anything anyhow. They weren't going to watch film anyhow. So from that standpoint, nothing really changed for the Steelers. Uh, makes for you know a nice little storyline, but uh, that's about it. You, know, you look at the schedule, they don't play. You're talking about the prospect of how many games in a row do they win by the time they get to the bye or shortly thereafter. I mean, I looked at it outside of their own division. There is no... Buffalo game or Eagle game or anything outside the division that just catches your eye right now anyway and says, well, that's the next big out-of-division challenge. And as we've seen, when they've been good and the Browns have been bad, sometimes it's still 21-21 in Cleveland or 21-18. When they've been good and the Bengals have been bad, sometimes those games have even been close. So, and the Ravens, it doesn't matter who's good and who's bad, it's always 22 to 20 you know it's it's always a game like that at the highest scoring that's a high scoring game that I just put out there for those two so it strikes me that maybe there is something to be said for how much they've been tested or will be tested before the bye and if they go in two or three two and three three and two that might not really tell the story about what the record is going to be come Thanksgiving yeah, it, and that's, that's the next time they get uh, the Browns, roughly. I think it's on the 19th or something like that in November. Yeah, I mean, you know, they've still got to go to L.A., play the Rams. I mean, that, you know, that can be, a, a you know, just the travel alone, you know, can make for another test for them. You know, they, they got some road games. Then they get a stretch of home games. So, you know, yeah, they it could set up well it could set up well for them you're talking three and two i'm thinking if you're talking three and two you want to be that third win to be against houston and factoring in a potential loss to to baltimore um yeah you don't want to go into that two and three by any stretch because then you're you're not showing really any signs of progress well hopefully we'll get our mojo back by the time we talk to you again following the houston texans game make sure you read joe throughout the course of the week at trib sports all of his coverage along with Chris Adamski of the Steelers every day. You could read me at Breakfast with Ben's every day between now and kickoff for the Texans as well in Houston. And you can also listen to the DVE pregame show. I'll be on 9 o'clock in the morning in advance of the 1 o'clock kickoff from Houston. This is the Breakfast with Ben's podcast.